Hello, and welcome to Masters of Divinity. I am your moderator, JP, and as always, I am here with Father Chuck. Hey. <laughs> and, of course, welcome back, Matt Wells. Matt's back. Yay, Matt's back. Oh, Matt's that's back. me. Hi. Matt, Matt uh, I want to float an idea by you, Matt. Um, then we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna uh, uh, workshop this while we're recording. Um, you know, Chuck's online persona is, of course, Father Chuck, uh, because of both his, his title, his occupation, and sort of his role in the podcast as well. Uh, your 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 persona jokingly was backseat Matt, but now that you have sort of a new occupation, um, I, I had an idea for a persona for you, but. Uh, it seemed a little too Mr. Rogers, but just I'm just going to float it by and just see what you think, Officer Matt. <laughs> no, no, I think I think first <laughs> first of all uh, uh, that's too soon. No, you can't you can't do that till I was hired anyway. So that, that's I can't I can't claim titles I haven't I haven't earned. Well, okay. Just, well, can't we just call him like like the Goot for like Steve Gutenberg? <laughs> the Goot. <laughs> uh, uh, Guten Guten Matt. Mattenberg, Matt Matten, Mattenberg. Oh, all right. This is not a good workshop. Now I remember how you guys made my head hurt. Okay. <laughs> um. uh, we this is episode forty, you guys. Big four zero. Whoa, we're over the hill. Over the hill. Although they say that today forty is like the new twenty. So. Okay. Who says yeah, that? Forty-year-olds, 40 probably. Fifty-year-olds say that. Fifty-year-olds say it. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, uh, oh, Gen X. Um, so, episode number forty, we decided uh, it's it is the Christmas season officially, uh, where we are in December, only a few weeks away from the big day. It is Christmas Day. Uh, only, I want to say, eight days away from the opening of Rogue One. Okay. Yeah. Not that excited. I'm sorry. It's not Star Trek, guys. Sorry. Sorry. No, honestly, I'm, I'm actually pretty excited. Um, I really want to see it. I, it's just I'm at, a, I'm at a season of my life right now, which Matt, I know, can appreciate. And that is I finally hit the place where because of children, I can't see movies oh. like I just never have time to go see movies because of children. It's tragic. Yeah, it's I, a weird it's a weird place to be. I've not it's not it's been it's not been a place where I've been in a very long time. I, I went we went ever. Yeah, we I can definitely relate. We went through that phase with with our kids where we couldn't see movies. Then I finally got past that phase where the kids were old enough to where we're like, get the sitter. We're going to movie. I'm going to a movie. And then I decided to join the academy. Um, and now I don't have time to breathe. So <laughs> much less movies. <laughs> But uh, Rogue One, I'm super excited about. I don't know when I'll get to see it, but I'm I will be there as soon as possible, sitting in a seat watching the movie. It may be in Orlando next weekend. But yep. Uh, so Chuck, um, this this is a is this a big month for you? Like, is this when your church is like, all right, we got to get into full gear? Like, is it like you know time to get the the tires rolling? I guess it's sort of like your Super Bowl, like your your playoffs, your Oscar season. You see, this is I'm glad you brought this up, JP, because it, Christmas Christmas is definitely a busy time of year in the, in 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 the church, especially in um, I mean in all churches. Yeah. Um, but it's kind of a common misconception that, church, that that Christmas is the busiest time of the year 
for okay. for for um for churches like mine. Yeah, actually, um, like I said, Christmas is busy, but our real like like our our busy time, our Super Bowl, all of that, that's Easter. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, that makes more sense. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, and there's, there's, there's historical stuff behind a lot of that. Why Christmas got really big. Cause it used to be that Christmas wasn't really that big of a day. Mm-hmm. Um, but in England it became a huge thing and then that got exported to America. And for a long time, Christmas was like, the, was the big day, but we've since moved back to Easter being the central focus of, of the year for us. Okay. But, um, but no, like we've got, um, um, we've got, we've got two services Christmas day. If you're in the Boca Raton area, we have them at five and nine o'clock. Nice. Um, family service at five, nine o'clock. Um, we'll be with candles and a choir concert. It's going to really be really beautiful. But um, nice. but yeah, it is a, it is it is an active time for us. But it's also weird too. I, I'm going to get on a tangent. We like tangents here on Pastor. Yes, we do. <laughs> um, it's it's it. Christmas is a weird time for us too because for everyone else. Everyone talks about this as the Christmas season, but for those for those of us in the church, especially those of us who are clergy, this is Advent. Right. This is the season of Advent. The four the four weeks that lead up to Christmas. So it's not Christmas. Which, yet. which Star Wars character is today? Oh, I, I you're talking about uh, <laughs> Father Fun's videos. I haven't actually. <laughs> Shout out to Father Fun, by the way, and his uh, adorable videos with his daughter. Yeah, I haven't. I, I sorry, Pat. I haven't watched those yet. I feel really bad, <laughs> but. Actually, I shouldn't feel bad because I part of the part of the Advent custom uh, for a long time is is that it's a fasting time as well, and so I have actually given up. It's kind of like Lent, um, but I've given up social media. Oh, so I haven't actually been really engaged with social media for Uh, most of this time. I actually uh, took Twitter and Facebook off my phone. I haven't looked at Twitter in like since the day after the election. I've not looked at Twitter. How's that going, by the way? Because I feel like you're doing something that we should all be doing, to be honest. I, How's that going? It's 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 pretty amazing, actually. I I feel very liberated. I I feel far less angry. Yeah. Um, I read the newspaper. Okay. Um, and I um I have more. I I, I don't know. Like I'm I'm not distracting myself with with social media because it would be the case that I would sit there on uh, on Twitter and just like for like an hour just scroll through my timeline. Yeah, and they like hit refresh, refresh, like get kind of like frustrated, like give me new content. I need new things. Right. Um, but now I'm spending more quality time with my wife and my kids. And um, I've, I've, I've discovered that I, I quite enjoy Cuban cigars. Oh, ooh. Um, I had a, a, I had a, a friend of mine who went to Cuba, brought some back and they're very, they're very wonderful. Um, and um, I've also discovered a new video game addiction called, <laughs> this is so embarrassing to admit, um, Disney Emoji Blitz. Disney Emoji Blitz. It's like Candy Crush. Um, but oh, you get like they, Disney they, emojis, they... and then they give you emojis you can actually use in texting and stuff. You earn Wait. them as you play the game. But it's okay. totally pay-for-play. It's the first pay-for-play thing I've ever encountered <laughs> in my life. And um, Like yeah. a freemium game? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, is, is that like the, the game that you and Heather were playing, Matt, with the Disney characters? No, no. And like the... That is Disney Zoom Zoom, and <laughs> I still play Zoom it. Zoom. <laughs> oh, I still, I still play that game, JP. That is the longest lasting really? video game oh. in the history of Mattwell's life. Um, right now, they have puzzles that you can complete for Christmas. So, I'm uh, sending you and Heather both friend re- or both game requests on Facebook so that I can earn another. Well, can you got to wait till after Lent to send us those face requests on Facebook. 
It does it through the app. It does it through the <laughs> itself. I don't go on to Facebook. That's social media. Watch it. <laughs> nice. Um, well, uh, so we thought we'd talk about uh, this episode. We would talk about Christmas, but from a more pop culture perspective. And uh, as the the months go by, as the month goes by, we'll probably get a little bit more deeper into the two more traditional Christmas stuff. Uh, uh, and I'm sh- I'm sure. Uh, both Chuck and Matt have a lot of great things to say about uh, this uh, wonderful, spirited holiday. I'm sure. And, and, and uh, <laughs> you know, I, I, I living, I'm living in Oklahoma right now after spending uh, many, many years in, in Florida. And I now understand That he why. needs to come back to Florida? Oh, sorry. Carry on. <laughs> I now understand <laughs> why people put up Christmas decorations early. And maybe we shouldn't, maybe we should cut those people some slack. Because there is no way that I would put up Christmas decorations in the weather that I'm experiencing right now. Yeah, that, that, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, I would not do it. It is freaking cold here, you guys, okay? It's really cold. I think it's going to snow. Uh, if it snows, I'm going to be very angry. Like, I'm going to be mad. Why? Snow I can't, is, I can't, snow is I can't, beautiful. I can't take it. I can't take the cold. I can't take extreme weathers. I'm, I'm a baby. Well, I have chocolate for the night. Well, Matt, I mean, Matt, Matt and I, we're both, we're experiencing, um, there's a little bit of a cold front moving through uh, tonight. Yeah. Um, it's going to reach, yeah. JP, it's going to reach like 72. Ooh, ooh my goodness. Uh, ooh, it's so cold. I mean, I've got my sweater on in oh, preparation. Yeah. 67 degrees tonight. That's right. Oh, boy. Frigid. Wow. So, uh, let's get to it. Um, can we talk about no wham's last christmas gosh i love that song so much <laughs> i love it so much i know i know that that's like it a lot of people hate that song because it's on all the time but it's it's a great song i, I, I love it too it could be the only christmas song that i ever hear and i think i would never tire of it what is it about that song that you like so much about it Chuck? i love i love the melody of that song yeah i i love the just it's I George Michael, video. man, and the video. George Michael's hair is just magnificent. Um, it's and it's, it's like I said, it's it's sort of like Thriller for Christmas, right? You, you said that. Explain explain what you mean by that. <laughs> well, you know, like Thriller is like the perfect music for Halloween. Like it, they went all out. It's it's all about zombies and they're dancing and stuff. It starts off with Michael Jackson watching a movie, a horror movie, uh, starring himself. It's really meta. He turns into like the werewolf cat thing. The, the music video is a story. Right. It's like the story of the song. It's about like couples, they're together, they're, in a, they're, they're skiing, they're on a ski trip together, uh, a bunch of white folks, stay at a lodge, they're having relationship issues, and it's very dramatic. There's a story. You, you know, it's, just, it's very epic. You Let's did go. point out something about it, though, that it is profoundly Caucasian. <laughs> incredibly Caucasian. Um, it's almost, it's almost kind of when they're skiing, it's hard, it's hard to see anything. It just looks like a white screen. It's just, <laughs> it's just, just looking at, just length. looking at, it's, it's like, it's like know. the background of those old nineties gap ads. It's just <laughs> white. Um, no, I, you know, I like the song and I, what is it? Um, that, that website called the Babylon B if our listeners don't know the Babylon B it's, it's a worthwhile, right. uh, visit if you, especially if you, um, have any kind of exposure to evangelical Christianity, um, but they had that great article about the joke article because it's it's basically evangelical Christian um, onion, and um, there's that that great piece about how Wham's Last Christmas was Saint Paul's thorn in the flesh, which I thought was pretty clever. <laughs> but they make they do point out something about the song that has 
I mean, just slightly diminished it in my eyes. And that is that it's not technically a Christmas song. It's just Christmas. It plays like it factors into the lyrics. It's not actually like it's about an event that happened during Christmas. Right. Right. And that, that kind of goes to something you and I talked about. Maybe we'll touch on this in this episode, but about whether or not Die Hard counts as a Christmas movie. I don't count it. It's because, well, I mean, this, but it's the same criteria, right? Because that, like, that's Justin, true. I mean, yeah. But you know, who cares? It's it, <laughs> it's it's wham. They have an exclamation point in their name, which means they have it has to be pronounced wham. Would Home Alone yeah. not be a Christmas movie then? I think it's a Christmas movie. That's totally Christmas because it's about it's like about the Christmas spirit and like what Christmas represents. About yeah. family being together and family being more important than gifts and yeah, no, that's that's totally a Christmas movie. Do you is that is that your your go to Matt? Your for for movies and around this this season? For around no, I like I like the Grinch. But the cartoon or the Jim Carrey? The, no, the cartoon. The, uh, the Jim Carrey, <laughs> the Jim Carrey one. I'll admit, I think it's fun. I like watching it with my kids. But no, I mean the original. Doctor Seuss's yeah. the Grinch, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, the cartoon. Um, that's my that's my Christmas movie. That's a classic. Um, and then I, I I actually like a Christmas story. The one that I hate that everybody so much. What? <laughs> See, I knew so I knew I knew he hated it. I knew JP hated right, it. Here's like here's here's real real talk real talk right now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do you do you watch the full twenty four hours of a Christmas story on TBS when it's on? Oh um, lord! I have the world I have, would do that. I have definitely had it playing for way too many hours. Um, oh, God. in a house before. My, yes, not every year, but yes, I, I have definitely left it on. Since I don't have cable anymore, it doesn't it, it doesn't happen. But when I was with my mom, I mean, for seriously, for like a decade, JP, however long they've been doing it. My mom and I would have it on the entire 24 hours. Oh my gosh, I would go insane. I okay. First of all, <laughs> you've just finished watching practically 600 episodes of The Simpsons. Totally different. I, I sure. And the other is why 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 do why do you dislike a Christmas story? How, why you know, how, you know how do you dislike you know, a Christmas story? Its faults to me could also be its strengths and why so many people like it. I think it's too honest. I think it's too real in terms of its emotional because it's it's so like cringy to me how is it it's cringy like i just the the people the characters like i i don't like them i don't want to these like like the last people on earth that i would ever spend christmas with (laughs) i just don't i don't like them it's too it's it's uncomfortable is it too real is that the deal it's, it's too it's it's i mean i don't know man it's it's like hanging out with someone else's like kids that you don't know, you know, and then they do like a lot of embarrassing things. You're like, oh, get away. Like, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. I think the best way I can explain it is George Lucas once said that, like, he could never be as good as Steven Spielberg when it comes to directing like like families, like when it comes to creating families, like children and, and parents and stuff. He can never do what he does because because Spielberg can do all the really uncomfortable things. Like he can capture all the really uncomfortable emotions. He's like, I can't do that. I, I kind of feel the same way. And I feel like there is no more, there is no Christmas movie more uncomfortable to me than a Christmas story. That statement I can agree with, but that's the point to the movie. I know, but it's, it's such in a way that I can't watch it. I can't watch it. I can't but the performance. It. I mean, the performances in that movie are amazing. I mean, it's it. like they, they're, they're so layered. They're so layered. There are so many good subtle jokes in that movie, and it's. I love. Ah, I I love. I it mean, turns just, me off. 
I, I just like the like for example, three seconds out of the movie when he lies and says that his friend taught him that dirty word, and his mom calls the friend's mom, <laughs> but all you all you hear from the other end of the phone is kind of like the Charlie Brown school teacher, but like it's the mom going what what <laughs> well, no. over no. the well, other end of the phone while you hear the kid mom no no <laughs> yeah hilarious. we're Schwartz. With Schwartz, no. The best part about that is, as is, how there's this running joke that he learned the word from his father, mm-hmm. and he, and so when she when she calls and you hear the you hear the you hear Schwartz's mom at the end of the line being because she's like, do you know do you know where he heard that word? And she's like, probably from his father. <laughs> and she's like, no, from your son. And that's when he's like, what? That's what? And then you just hear <laughs> the crap beat out of him and his and he's going, what I do, mom? What I do? That's it's incredibly so that's it's uncomfortable to me. Like, I think Chuck, I think the, the way you feel about nihilism in horror movies is like the way I feel about the nihilism in that movie. Like, I, I, I think yes. I just I can't take the journey. I can't do it. I don't like it. I don't like it. Well, is I, it, the Santa although Claus I just movie. movie. The Santa I mean, Claus still, in the movie is very uncomfortable. That's for sure. I do always kind of find that sort of funny. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, so uh, you, well, you, actually, you kind of, you kind of, you, you're rocking my brain here, JP, because you said it's nihilistic, and now I'm trying to think about it. And you might be right. Yeah, right. It's a nihilistic Christmas movie. Yeah. Because it's like. The plot is around a, a, a material object. Right. This kid has a singular focus for this material object, and then it hurts him when he gets it. He shoots his eye out. At every corner, that kid, like, it, it's miserable. And the last shot is him hugging. It's not like, like most Christmas movies end with family. The last shot of that movie is him laying in bed holding that BB gun while the snow falls outside. I don't know. You're blowing my mind here, man. I thought the last shot was him in the Chinese restaurant. Is that? No. No, that's not the last shot. Oh, okay. Yeah, because there's a there's a little epilogue scene where they flash back, um, and it should and the and the, no, and the mom dad are looking outside in at night after the kids have gone to bed. They're watching the snow fall, and it's actually kind of a tender moment because the whole movie you kind of wondered if like the parents are actually like they have like a really like rocky relationship, and then. And then it cuts to the shot upstairs of Ralphie asleep holding the BB gun and the camera okay. pants away out the window to the snowfall. And you see the credits. I've seen the movie probably <laughs> over a hundred times. In it's one day. <laughs> it makes me very uncomfortable and I can't take the journey. I'm sorry. You know what? It's, not, it's, not, it's nothing about the quality of the movie. I'm sure it's well made. I'm sure there was a lot of love and attention to detail to put into it. I can't, I can't do it. I can't. Look, this is, look, this is one of the things that we, that we pretty much all agreed is really a garbage thing to do. So I'll <laughs> never do it. And that is like, is looking down on someone for not having the same movie preferences as someone else. <laughs> That's it's my job. Just, it's just a stupid thing. Yeah. I guess you're allowed to do that. You <laughs> stuck up. But I think less so of you, JP. I'm just. <laughs> okay. I guess I'm, I guess I'm the only good person Sorry. on this podcast. <laughs> we, we, we've all agreed not to do that, but I think that you're a dirtbag. So, Thanks. End. So, so well, okay. Stand so on brand. So we've established we've established that Christmas stories like Matt and Matt's movie, my movie. What what is JP's Christmas movie? Scrooged. Are you I is love- that is that for real, or are you saying that because that's like the cool thing to say? Is it the cool thing to say? I think it's the cool thing to say. I thought Die Hard was the cool thing to say. No, that's 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 tired, man. No, I have a lot of fond memories of Scrooge. My parents took me to see it in theaters when I was a kid, and I loved I it. I still haven't seen it. And really? I saw it in theaters, too. 
Um, and my it's something my dad and I always watch every year. So that's, it's, that's nice it's, because we both love Bill Murray, and my I, I love watching my dad crack up watching it. He still cracks up watching it. Um, I don't know. It's it's just uh, that's my favorite, and um, I actually have a few. Like my my go to is definitely Scrooge, Christmas Vacation. I adore. Oh, I love that movie. I adore Christmas Vacation. I love Chevy. I love I love everybody in that movie. And 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 you know that movie is also like fairly uncomfortable. But it's it's so it's so it, heightened. It's, it's such it's, a heightened thing. Like the comedy redeems it so much. You know the jokiness of it. I love Cousin Eddie in that movie. <laughs> that's like the best. That's that's the best yeah. Cousin Eddie in all the vacation movies. Yeah. Well, um, and there's also and then there's also Edna. Is that her name? Edna, who comes yeah. and she like actually wrapped the cat like that. That, that she's like a fairly believable character because like yeah. I had an aunt that was kind of like that too. Is so the house on fire, Clark. <laughs> <laughs> and like I mean, and there's there's some good there's some good um, subtle. I, I love the I love this stuff the little little detail kind of stuff in that movie. Like um, the fact that you can see Eddie's turtleneck dicky under his v-neck sweater <laughs> yeah is just a perfect touch to his character <laughs> just little stuff like that i love in that movie and i yeah. also love um julia louis dreyfus's character the neighbor who's like they're like, oh yeah i don't know Margot. <laughs> do you think they're supposed to be like here's a question are they supposed to be sort of like just grouchy like non-observant they think they're too good for christmas kind of people or is that an anti-Semitic? I never thought of it that way. I'm, aren't they mean, having Christmas dinner in one scene? Or are they just having like a candlelit dinner? Like It's been a very long time, but... I guess I always kind of saw them as sort of like, you know, they're, they're, they're the, the childless married couple. And they're just sort of like living in, in super superficial environment. And it's like just being encroached upon by like like a family (laughs) you know it's i think it's kind of like a critique against like sort of you know that that sort of 80s yuppie yeah i mean i it's something i I just it just dawned on me when i when i mentioned that is um julia louis dreyfus and i just realized oh yeah i I think you know with with the name dreyfus i thought oh maybe that's a like i never really thought about it and i was like i wonder actually if that's sort of i don't know it was the 80s you know Yeah, yeah we did a lot of stuff we were embarrassed by Oh, um, but uh, my also, also my other two go tos is Gremlins and Elf. Nice, love Gremlins, big fan, and Elf, of course. I think Elf. it's a new classic. Yeah, Elf is absolutely a new classic. Um, great, good, really good movie. Um, it's been a long time since, since I've seen Gremlins. Oh yeah, um, yeah, a very long time since I've seen Gremlins. What are our feelings on? Um, I'm, I'm I'm hosting the podcast right now. I've I've done that. Um, <laughs> what are our thoughts? on love actually because it's become a controversial holiday movie yeah the controversial of what of, of, uh, you know there's i've i've read some very scathing think pieces i think even one published by the atlantic um about how awful a movie that is have you seen love actually matt i actually have not <laughs> i've seen it it's been a long time um I remember watching it. I think it was like a pretty good movie, but it didn't become like a Christmas tradition or anything. I never, I don't think I've seen it since I first saw it. Yeah. It, 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 in the past, like in the past, like several years, it's become a pretty stand, like a pretty, uh, you know, common Christmas rotation movie now. 
Yeah, and uh, well, I wonder. That, if, explains, I wonder if the, that explains why it's on the new and ner- new and noteworthy section. I think of iTunes right now. Oh, really? That means, that means yeah. it got like a bump because all Christmas movies and stuff are showing up on that. Yeah, that makes sense. It, it's just there, there's so many actors in that movie. Like, it's a huge ensemble, like British cast mostly, right? Yes, mostly British. Yes, and um, Laura Linney shows up in all kinds uh, of things yeah. um i don't know like i don't maybe it's more of a british thing than an american thing yeah i don't know i think God, it was um, an okay movie um but as, i mean like a christmas movie some, i don't know maybe i've got some people who really like it i mean I, it's a movie that I, I i i've enjoyed it almost every time i've watched it mm-hmm. but i don't know if i would i don't know i don't know if i'd chalk it up to like a christmas movie but would like you watch people, it would you watch really it with your family? Hate that movie. Would I watch it with my family? Um, <laughs> I wouldn't. I mean, I, I'd watch it with my wife. Uh, yeah. Probably not my mom, uh, because <laughs> it might be the only like Christmas movie, if we're going to put it in that category, that has multiple scenes of full frontal nudity. Yeah, so not exactly the family holiday classic that, you know, that like, it's not like Miracle 34th Street. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Also, great movie. Yeah, I haven't seen my, the one. My dad's favorite is a, "It's a Wonderful Life." Yeah, and that's that's I, I like watching that too. I went to I went through a phase where I hated that movie. I've never seen it all the way through. Really? Really? You own it. I own it. I own it on Blu-ray. Yeah, I bought it for your wife. You did. <laughs> that sounds. <laughs> that sounds uh, kind of interesting, uh, JP. You bought it for you. I bought it for your wife rather than I bought it for you guys. <laughs> Whatever you did, you bought it specifically for my wife. I mean, I, I watched like almost all of it at a Palm Beach Atlantic University viewing of it one year. Mm-hmm. It's a it's an enjoyable film. It's you know kind the, of a you, dark movie when you think about it. It is pretty dark, and you know the story behind it. You know that it was like a complete failure mm-hmm. when it yeah, came and out and bankrupted the studio that produced it, and it didn't actually become a holiday classic until um, some somebody working way late at night at a CBS affiliate. Um, on Christmas Eve or around Christmas time, like couldn't find anything to put on the air and figured nobody's watching TV. And so he just grabbed like a VHS copy of that and stuck it on. And it, um, and it, that from there became a standard Christmas uh, thing. I think it might be the best Christmas movie, but yeah, it did kind of go through a period where I didn't like it at all because I, I, I would have left. I would have left. Just get, get out of there, George Bailey. I came around. I came around. It's a good movie. I like it. You would have given up. You would have thrown in the towel. <laughs> I would have left. But what else, guys? Like, uh, what do you, uh, Matt? Do, is there anything that you're? Do you have any like fun traditions that your household does? We haven't established our own traditions yet. Yeah. Um, we're still at that phase because my wife's family and my family live so close to us. We're still at that phase where we spend the entire day running around doing everybody's traditions, except <laughs> our own right now. So, ah, see, so you make the rounds. Yeah, so we we don't have our own official one yet. So, is there a movie about that? Like a family that just goes like family to family to family, family to family. Like you don't actually <laughs> oh, get yes, you don't get to have a full Christmas because you spend it everywhere else. Yes, um, it's that movie with um, I think it's Vince Vaughn and um, Jeremy Piven's in it. Um, I'm not Jeremy, sorry, um, Jeremy Piven. Oh my gosh, no. Um, oh, oh, oh uh, Reese Witherspoon. Yes, 
John Travolta. Um, is it called Home? It's called Home with the Holiday. Home for the Holidays. I, I just remember like a scene from he's like holding a baby and it pukes and then he's trying to get yeah. rid of it. But it's four Christmases. That's like the whole thing. They go to okay Christmas and they're all like wildly all right. different. All right, so I'm not as original as I thought I was. Yeah, it's called Four Christmases. It four, okay. okay, there we go. <laughs> I looked it up, but it's called Four Christmases. Also, speaking of looking things up, um, um, I, I just happened to look up um, the information on National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Yeah. And neighbors are the Chesters. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't, I don't think that's a, I don't, I, I wouldn't expect that to be a Jewish surname. Um, I think you are right, JP. They are just meant to be sort of eighties yuppie, yuppie yeah. people. So I feel, I feel better. I was actually a little worried <laughs> that like all these years I've been laughing at like some like anti-Semitic <laughs> humor and I, I feel, I feel much better about myself. Is there anything fun that your family does for Christmas, Chuck? Uh, yes. So we have, um, well, everybody gets together. I mean, this year's weird. We're we're um, because our Ford is about to be a year old, and he's at the crawling destructive phase. So we haven't put up a Christmas tree yet because um, we just know that he will pull it down. Um, so we're 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 dealing with that. But um, our traditions. Um, I mean, a lot of church obviously is involved. Um, family comes over. Um, we do a Christmas Eve after the church services on Christmas Eve. We exchange um, um, pajamas. That's our really yeah. We give each other our pajamas to sleep in for Christmas night. Okay. And then the next morning we get up um, and we we sleep in. All right. So the the thing is now we sleep in. Then we go to church because church is usually about like ten ish or something like that. So um, this year, 10.30, 10.30 a.m. Uh, Sunday morning, uh, Christmas Day, if you're looking for it, Chapel of St. Andrew, Book of Raton. Um, little self-promotion there. Um, and then we come back and we have like lunch, like a late lunch, early dinner thing and open presents as a family. Um, and one of the things that we do is we have lobster tails. Ooh. Yeah, that's kind of a Thanksgiving and Christmas custom in the Browning household. Nice. That sounds really good. Yeah, my mom tries every year to make um, hens, the the grilled the hens. Cornish Cornish game hen? Cornish game hens, yes. Those. Very good. I like it a lot. My mom's really, like, Christmas is, like, my mom's favorite holiday, and it's, like, her, her time to shine because she's an interior decorator and... You know she's a des- she's really into design and stuff, especially old world old world stuff. So it's like it's go time for her. Nice. It comes to recipes and decorations and all that kind of cool stuff. But uh, so her Christmas trees. Do you guys uh, you, you go to the lot and you you pick out a tree, or do you just have like a, a fake one that's it's in a box and you unfold it? We we always bought a real tree until. Yeah. Until Bella's asthma and hospital trips. Oh, so, yeah. Actually, I remember that. Yeah, because you remember la- this time last mm-hmm. year we were in the hospital. Yeah. Yep. We missed Thanksgiving because we were stuck in the hospital. Right. Father Chuck came to see us. I did. I came to see you. It was JP very nice. JP would have come to see us, but he wasn't around. It's okay, JP. We forgive you. We'll give you, we'll give you a pass. I was trying to give um, you a pass. But if you don't, you, you don't want right. to take it? Fine. You were a scumbag and didn't come visit us. Actually, I think you 
weren't you in Oklahoma for Thanksgiving with your family? Yeah. I don't know. Um, no idea. So my wife and I do that. We do that. We do the real tree thing. We go to the lot. We always pick out one and it's that whole kind of, it's, it's super sentimental. We go and it's like, we look for the tree that calls to us. Yeah. Which is sort of like, <laughs> just like this a Christmas vacation. Yeah, like this is the one. Shiny on it. Like Charlie Brown. Yeah, but we usually like, you know, we, we, we get a, a nice full tree. We don't like take sympathy on it. <laughs> we don't have like, we don't like look at a tree and feel like, oh, I feel bad for you. But I think one year we did that. We got a tree that we felt a little bad for, but we knew it was going in a corner and it had this like kind of jacked up in like side to it. So we took pity on it. Do you guys have like those? Because I know a lot of families have this. That's that sort of that one or two or three. I don't know how many. That one sentimental ornament that has to go up at the tree every year. Like maybe that you've had since you were a kid or something. Or like my 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 mother and I every year there was like we would buy a new Christmas ornament that was like the like that year's ornament. So and now those have been mostly handed on to me and Kana to put up. So. There, there definitely are. There definitely are. Um, I would have to say the one that is the most in our household are these glass uh, red birds. And they're like super 50s. Um, they're like from the 50s because they were Kana's grandmothers. Oh. And they have made their way down. Um, and those go on. Those are those are probably the most precious ones that we put on the tree. They always go like really high. Like it goes like way up. So like no children or animals can get to them. Yeah. What about you, Matt? My wife, you know, with Heather, Heather and I, we have the, we have the typical meaningful ones, like the first Christmas one, our kids one, but probably Mm -hmm. the one that, that comes to mind when you talk about that, my mom still has it. And it's one Mm -hmm. that when I was really little, we went on a family vacation at some place. I made this ornament that was like, um, they gave me like this clay, or plaster like a golden retriever head that yeah. I that I painted like our dog Rusty, mm-hmm. um, which was my first pet, and it kind of somehow became this thing every year. Where when I went away to college and stuff, my mom would decorate the entire tree, but every year she'd lay that one somewhere, waiting for me to get home to hang it up on the tree. Um, so she still. <laughs> She still does that. Like, I just came to visit her, stopped by her house the other day, and she's like, oh, your ornament's over there. You have to hang it up. Um, so that's <laughs> the one that comes to mind. But my mom still has it right now. It's not actually in our house yet. Um, it stays at hers. But that's the, that's the one so you, that every year is waiting for me to hang up. And one year didn't get hung up because I was um, gone and busy the whole time until till Christmas Day, and it got forgotten, and it never got hung up. <laughs> It stayed on the so you, fireplace mantle. So you guys, uh, you guys do Christmas ornaments like right away. Um, yeah, we always have. They, they, um, just always been whenever they got whenever they got the tree, we always hung them all up. Yeah, that's what my mom. When I was growing up, um, with my mom and I, we would always like Chris, day after Thanksgiving was the day the tree went up. And we had an artificial tree with a white tree, which I loved our white tree. Oh, yeah. um, and we would put the ornaments. It was super flammable. Up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we put the, we'd put the ornaments up. But um, since I became Episcopalian, we really try to honor waiting for Christmas to do a lot of that stuff. So we'll put the tree up and, 
in years past, Kane and I have actually set up where the lights like get brighter on the tree as yeah. each week of Advent ticks down. And then Christmas Eve is when we put ornaments on the tree. And then it stays up for the, you know, all the way through Epiphany for the 12 days of Christmas. Well, that's very nice, guys. Yeah. It's, uh, it's very sweet. I think the only traditional ornament that we have is my mom has, I, I think she has like this angel um, that we've had for years. And it's always been on top of our Christmas trees every year, years and years and years. Um, I, I really want a Death Star, though. A Death Star seen, ornament? Yeah, the, the, the Death Star you put on top of the tree. You've seen that? It, like, it lights up and it does the Imperial March. Well, I mean, that's that's cool. You're, you're, you're <laughs> kidding, right? Because otherwise yeah. I find that terribly hypocritical of you. Why? Because you are so anti-anything Stormtrooper being used for any form of advertisement or enjoyment. Because you go off on this space uh, Nazi rant. But uh, you want adver- to place, ad- place their weapon of mass destruction... On top of Adver- your Christmas ad- tree. Ad- advertisement. Uh-huh. Anybody can enjoy uh-huh. it. It's just the advertising. I uh-huh. But you want to play so much in a mass you are, you are, you are You are decorating a symbol, a symbol of Jesus with a weapon of mass I mean, I want, I want to put an H-bomb at the top of my Christmas tree, but my wife won't let me put it there, so... Uh, is, are you sure it's a symbol of mass destruction? Because it was also destroyed by Luke Skywalker. Uh... And and then so, you know they were able right. to, to defeat the Be- empire because it was used so, to murder billions of people. Right, but it could also be used as Wipe a symbol planet. of it could be used as a symbol of freedom. You're not winning this. <laughs> you're not winning this. Whatever. Just admit it, man. Because yeah, I, I bought I bought my closet. Son. You got closet space Nazi tendencies, man. I, I you're bought, like I bought it's like my space son. Hydra and. I bought, all, my son a fun, I bought my son a fun little sweater that you zip up and it's got a Darth Vader, you know, mask to it. You zip it all the way, all the way up the hood oh, yeah. and you Darth Vader. And I didn't hear the end of it from JP <laughs> for about a month after I bought that for my son. But he wants to put a Death Star on top of his tree and us not comment on that. To be fair, Matt, there is a very stark difference between wanting to put like a Panzer tank on your tree and dressing your child up like Hitler. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> this, is, this is two very different you're things. You're just as bad as him. You're just you're just as bad as him. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. You know, I I, I you know saw what? if a, a little kid if little kid wants to put on his stormtrooper mask and walk around, I think it's cute. Deal with it. What do you guys think about Star Wars being part of like Christmas pop culture now? Like. Now that we're getting a new Star Wars movie every December for the rest of our lives, allegedly, you think it's good for Christmas? Do you think it's because uh, you know, like well, the, I think, the Advent calendar? I mean, it's I think, good for it's it's good for retail outlets for Christmas. Yeah, I think that Star Wars, Star Wars is Star Wars yeah, I think Star Wars is one of the Man most children. unbelievably marketed. Um, I, I w- I'm looking for a word even more than franchise. What's something more more conglomerate? Maybe it's, like <laughs> it's its own entity, its own universe. Like it's the most marketed thing ever. And then there's Christmas, which is the most commercial and marketed day ever. So it makes sense that the two of them found each other. It does. It makes sense. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, the very first Star Wars action figures were part of Christmas marketing, if you remember. They, um, I don't remember. That was like what the seventies. 
<laughs> yeah, but okay. I wasn't born I guess, yet. I, you don't know I guess I assume. I guess I assume that everyone reads like toy history crap. Like I, I, anyway, I, I, I'm with you, bro. I'm with you. You read Toy Fair. You should read know Toy the Fair. That the yeah. kids didn't. They didn't have the action figures ready for Christmas, and so what your parents could get was a card that had the pictures of the action figures that yeah. said they would be coming at Christmas. Hey, I, I have a question for you, uh, Father uh, Father Chuck. There. What was the first, and I don't mean the first Christmas, don't give me the Christian answer, I'll punch you in the face. What was the first Christmas in the sense of December 25th, what we see as Christmas? Like What started that? Like Christmas, not Jesus' birth, the idea of Christmas. It's like in Rome, right? Like Like the date of December 25th? So, okay. The whole thing that we're basing Christmas on, what started that? The birth of the, uh, the birth of Apollo. So in pagan Rome, this December 25th was the day that they would celebrate the birth of Apollo because right. it was right after the winter solstice. Right. Okay. And so when pagan Rome became Christian Rome, um, they transferred a lot of the pagan feast days to Christian days. And right. so they made that the birth, the, the day we uh, to celebrate the birth of Jesus. Right. And when they Is that did the answer the, to your question? Kind of. The, you're, we're getting okay. there. We're getting there. What, what happened on like the first Christmas? And again, not the first Christmas, meaning Jesus' birth. The first Christmas, meaning the holiday Christmas. Like when they transferred like, it to what was it? Was it just a feast? Yeah, I mean it was Christ's Mass. That's why it's called Christmas. I mean, right. I mean it was it it was called the, it's in the in the Eastern Church, which is sort of holds on to what the original stuff would have been. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just called the it's the Feast of the Nativity, mm-hmm. and it's just. And it's just, uh, it was, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a Eucharistic liturgy. It's just a day to go to church. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And, and, to and, and the gifts and all that stuff started with, with what? Um, a couple of different things. Um, the, Because um, I know like the, the real literal Saint Nick, not Santa Claus, but I know Saint Nick plays into that for real, but. Right. Like, yeah. What, Saint what Nicholas, else? whose feast day is, uh, what, December 6th, he was a gift giver. And so that became part of the, the, the custom. So St. Nicholas Day, people would give presents. Probably more for us is um, an older Christian tradition um, that you still see in Latin American countries, which is that Christmas is not the day for giving gifts. It's actually the Feast of Epiphany, which is um, January 6th, um, because that was the, that's the day that celebrates, partly that celebrates when um, the wise men came to Jesus and gave him gifts. And so in, in, in imitation to that, um, parents would give their gifts, would give gifts to their children and it would be, but it would traditionally be like candy or maybe some money or something. Um, and there are some customs like leaving hay, like outside the house or at the foot of your bed to feed the camels when they come to bring presents and stuff like huh. that. And since it's relatively close to Christmas, cause it's a week after Christmas or like uh, 12 days after Christmas. Um, over time, the the those customs just kind of started. St. Nicholas's Day and Epiphany sort of merged over time and just sort of migrated into a Christmas celebration of giving gifts. That's really interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah. Huh. Um, Nicholas Nicholas has probably some of the most um, tr- like familiar stuff because he – so Nicholas's great story is um, three daughters – um, of this guy of a, of a, of a widower, his wife is dead. Um, three daughters, each of them are coming of age in Turkey. Um, this is where, um, um, St. Nicholas Bishop of Myra in Turkey, 
um, originally comes from. He's we, we think of him as like Nordic, but he's actually um, Turkish Greek. Oh. And um, he um, um, a Greek bishop serving in modern day Turkey. Anyway, um, so um, in that in the custom of that time, um, women, when they were to get married, their fathers had to pay dowries to the um to the to the grooms if a father could not afford a dowry then his daughters did not get married and so they would likely have to be forced into prostitution or some form of servanthood slavery type situation so nicholas is a wealthy guy his parents were wealthy and they left in their his inheritance which he liquidated and he would use his money to give gifts uh, he would leave gold coins in kids shoes that they because people you know take their shoes off outside before they win the house and so he'd leave gold oh, coins yeah. in people's shoes which is still a custom in certain country in certain parts of the world on saint nicholas day to put presents and candy and stuff inside people's shoes um and um um anyway so um what he what he did um bishop nicholas liked to do this anonymously and so he would throw a bag of gold um, through the window of this house every year for each of the daughter's birthdays so that the dad had enough money for a dowry until the final year when the dad had figured out that it was Nicholas and he wanted to thank him. Um, and Nicholas pulled a fast one on him by climbing on the roof of the house and dropping the bat, the final bag of gold down the chimney of oh. the house. And that begins the tradition of St. Nicholas coming down the chimney to bring presents into the home. Hmm. So there you go. There's well, a now you know, kids. Now, now you know. Santa learned something white. today. Santa was definitely not white. <laughs> Santa was very, was was likely very brown. <laughs> uh, and brown person, off skin or a brown person. So Santa Claus, is, as you know, is came from from Coca Cola, right? Is that Saint Nicholas kind of merged with a sort of jolly elfin character from Scandinavian and Norse mythology, mm -hmm. um, where they sort of rendered his name as Sinterklaas. Um, and that's how we kind of over time that gets slurred into Santa Claus. Um, but he so when Scandinavian folks started migrating into the United into the, uh, the colonies in the later United States, they brought their traditions with them. Um, and um, in I guess it was England or maybe it was in America when um, 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 twas the night before Christmas, the poem was 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 written. Okay. Um, that guy took some of the some of the kind of then popular beliefs about. I mean, customs of Christmas, but he was the one who gave the depictions of Santa being round and jolly and all that, like a jolly old elf and all that stuff comes from him. And then Coca-Cola built off of the lyrics of that to create the image of Santa in the red, in the red suit and all of that. Now it's interesting that Coke did this because so they, they absolutely created the modern conception of Santa. Like, right. I mean, the, the actual visual of it. Um, but what's interesting is the fact that they use red and white because St. Nicholas often has red and white in his traditional Christian iconography. iconography. So it still carries some of that over, which I think is kind of neat that they, that they held on to some of that. But um, anyway, yeah. So Cope nice. completely invented, invented the way he looks. Um, I think they invented Mrs. Claus, too. Oh. Well, I that's a great history lesson, Chuck. That's great. I'm glad we have that on our podcast, to be honest. Yeah, because um, actual actual Bishop Nicholas might have been um, celibate. No? Yeah. So there was no Mrs. Claus, probably. Probably. Um, what about Krampus? Krampus. <laughs> uh, I finally I saw Krampus, by the way. The I love that the Krampus myth is becoming somewhat more 
popular in America again. Like, it's kind of interesting that that's starting to come back around. I mean, it's such a like, I'm a bad boy rebel who doesn't really like Christmas. So I've got my little monster that I can celebrate too, kind of <laughs> thing. But it's kind of interesting that we're bringing that that's kind of coming back into the culture. I've, I just thought it was funny because I can specifically remember hanging out with JP one day and talking about writing, trying to convince JP to write a movie. <clears throat> JP. <laughs> And, about the Krampus? And I no, but I remember no, I was just in general trying to convince him to write a movie and talking about horror movies. And I specifically remember searching on the on my phone and coming across Kramp Krampus, 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 however you want to pronounce it. Um and reading about this myth of this like half demon, half goat kind of character that if you're bad, if you're the bad kid at Christmas time, he came to punish the bad kids. Um, and thinking, oh, that would be a pretty cool horror movie. And a year later, guess what came out? Krampus. It was a stinking Krampus movie. <laughs> at the yeah. time, I remember asking you, JP, about the myth. I don't know if you remember any of this happening, because this was way before the movie came out. But I remember asking you, and you brought up, oh, yeah, that's already been done in some really obscure... <laughs> a movie called what was it called? Do you remember what it's called? Obscure movie. Yeah, there's this really obscure horror movie from back in the day um, that already had Krampus in it. Um, Don't remember. Oh, you're failing me, JP. You're the one who brought it up at the time. It's a. Uh, uh, I'm gonna find it, so you can talk about whatever, and I'm gonna look for it. Um. Well, which which Beatle made the best Christmas song, Chuck? Not Paul McCartney. <laughs> no, without you know, without a, without a doubt, the best the best uh, the best Beatle post Beatles Christmas song is um, "Happy Christmas" by John. John and Yoko. Yep, I like that song too. Rare exports. Rare exports. That's right. Yeah. Only I don't know if that was Krampus. I think it was actually supposed no, to be Santa Claus. It was Krampus. Because hmm. um, it was. Um, yeah, it was a it was a Krampus movie. If you look it up, yeah, big uh, Fantastic Fest movie, mm-hmm. popular Fantastic Fest movie. Yeah. By, by the way, since we mentioned John Lennon, um, I think it. I feel like we should acknowledge on on air to listeners that today is the as we're recording this on December eighth. It is the anniversary of the death of John Lennon. Mm, that's right. How many years is it now? It's. Uh... Um. Let's see. He was murdered in nineteen eighty. So. What would that make it? I'm bad at math. 34, 5, 6. 46. Uh, no, that's... Uh, 36. 96. 96. 76. 106. 36. It's, it's 36. I'm very good at 1983, so it's... Carry the two. <laughs> We're all very bad at math. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Ramshack. <laughs> Did we did we did we did we not figure this out? Because the answer is thirty six. Thirty six, yeah, thirty six. <laughs> I love yeah, that. I love that. Twenty minutes later, he finally typed it into the calculator. <laughs> no, it's it, it just dawned on me. It's like, wait, he was born. He was killed in nineteen eighty. I'm thirty four years old. I was born in nineteen eighty two. So just add two years. <laughs> yeah, that that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So thirty six years ago today, uh, John Lennon was shot and killed. It, wasn't he? For, wasn't it first announced like during a football game? Um, yeah. I remember seeing footage of like yes in the middle of a football game. The yes. announcer like was like John yes. Lennon was just shot. Yeah, that's right. It was. 
It was pretty crazy. Uh, so you think John Lennon's song uh, better than Paul McCartney's? Uh, what is, how does Matt feel about this? Uh, do you do you share his sentiments? Paul McCartney's still alive, so I don't I don't want to um, offend the the living Beatle, but um, but um, so is Ringo. John, John John Lennon, but I'm talking about between the two. Um, John Lennon's always gonna win. It, it doesn't matter if it's a Christmas song or just yeah, I'm, all their songs. He's, he's I'm win. pretty sure it's a wonderful Christmas time. Is that the name of the song by Wings? I think so. Yeah, I, I, I have a, I'm pretty sure I read somewhere that they did that. That that song was done as like an obligation to a record company or something. Because that's I think that's the only reason why it's so boring. It's pretty bad. It's very it's very mall. Like a mall song, you know, like, oh, I'm just really glad that I'm just really glad that Kanye West gave Paul McCartney his his start. (laughs) That's funny. Uh, That he gave he gave he gave this like no name guy a chance. Oh, millennials. Um, um, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm just glad. Well, if I say it, I, I bring it up. I'll say, I'm just so glad that nobody brought up that awful Mariah Carey song. <laughs> we don't have to bring it up. Let's bring uh, up something else. Nightmare on no, Nightmare, uh, Nightmare Elm Street. Uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. Nightmare Before Oh, I've got a story about that movie. Oh, yeah? Yeah, so I really wanted to watch it when I was a kid. So um, my mom had like a late night meeting, brought like a little TV, like VCR combo with us to church because I, I had to. I, hung, I decided to hang out in her office. I think we went to Blockbuster and rented it. So I put it in, and I'm watching it, and I'm, I'm enjoying it. And again, this is at my super fundamentalist church I grew up in. And so one of the janitors comes in to like take my mom's trash out, and he sees what I'm that I'm watching it, and he goes on this entire the entire tirade with me about how the movie is like the devil. And like I'm inviting demons into my life and how like it's evil and wicked and I shouldn't have anything to do with it and has like castigated me poor. I'm like seriously like 10 years old (laughs) and just like just the guy just sort of reamed me out, you know, and basically said that I was like spiritually destitute for being involved with this and I needed to stop watching it. I was so upset by this that I stopped the movie and I've never been able to bring myself to watch it. Since, really? Since That's then. too bad. It's a really good movie. I mean, seriously, yeah. you've, never, you've never finished it? Never finished it. I actually think it's it's a it's a great movie, and I actually think it has a great message. Really <laughs> oh, I'm sure it's very good. I actually wouldn't mind watching it. It's just later years, it's just turned into a thing where I just haven't had, I just haven't made the time to watch it. But yeah. like, but for the longest time, like I just could never bring myself to it because I had so many like so many dark, deep memories from Mr. Pena, just like hollering at me for watching that well why don't you take two hours out of your christmas story marathon and plug in nightmare nightmare before christmas you keep wanting to say nightmare on elm street (laughs) (laughs) that too you know he does wear a christmas sweater so the nightmare on elm street before christmas (laughs) speaking of tim burton okay other other tim burton movie do we do, do we count I guess it doesn't count. I think do we count Edward Scissorhands in the Christmas? No, nah, I don't think so. No. Okay. No, I think Nightmare Before Christmas is uh, way way more Christmassy. I think that's sort of. It's, or yeah. is it a Halloween movie? I think it's been confirmed by the director of the movie that it's a Christmas movie. But does the director allowed to say? 
death of the author and all of that? Is he is he allowed to have a say in what it is? And is it is it, is it, uh, is it really like um you know? I mean, I think if you heard his reason why, you, everyone would probably agree with him. Yeah, and I think if you heard my quote from Tolkien, you would have given me an A on my freaking term paper, but my professor didn't see it that way. No, we're going back to this again. Yeah. This, every time. Again. Every time you bring up death of the author. Do you guys get really into fantasy around Christmas time? I usually do. No. I don't know. I, I, <laughs> just I, no. <laughs> All right. You know, fine. I will always associate Christmas with Star Trek. Why? I think it's because Star Trek. They know that a lot of the Star Trek movies came out around Christmas time. And sure. I, for so many years, I loved Star Trek, and I would get some kind of Star Trek related thing for Christmas. No. So I think that's a big piece of it. Also, uh, did I talk about this on the podcast that I was cast in a Star Trek themed play? Did we do mm-hmm. that? Was that in a? Was that in the Star Trek thing? Wait, what? No. That I was no. that I was cast in a Star Trek theme musical play at my Christian school growing up. Did I, did we do no. <laughs> no. <sighs> okay, guys. So a Christmas play, a Star Trek part Christmas of, play. Part of, part of, part of what got me into Star Trek. This is really, this is, I was cast as captain Josh of the, uh, geez, what was the name of the starship? I don't remember. Anyway, um, it was a starship that was supposed to go around and like explore holidays around the galaxy, and it explored Christmas. And so we observed the the thing of Christmas, and we all became Christians because we observed the thing about Christmas. And <laughs> it was a musical Christmas church musical thing. And um, anyway, yeah. So I was basically Captain Kirk in the play, and. Um, we outfitted all of us in the classic Star Trek uniforms and my buddy Willie was the science officer character. He was Spock and we had tricorders and I had a Captain Kirk, um, gold shirt and wow. Hey, because of that, I am, uh, I will always associate Christmas with Star Trek. (laughs) No, in the world of science fiction, Christmas belongs to Doctor Who. Sorry, but it does. Oh, that's that, that's true. You got those Doctor Who Christmas specials. Yes, every year the biggest events in Doctor Who always happen on the Christmas special. Yeah. We're doing this. We're doing this too. Hey, man. If we talked more about Doctor Who on this podcast. <laughs> and it's funny because it's Thanks, funny sir. because I I always I always like um, this is just a dumb American thing, but I always like watching the Doctor Who Christmas specials just to hear people say Happy Christmas instead right. of Merry Christmas because it's just it's. Every time they say it, I get a little, I get a little more joy out of it. I just, I just like it. Happy Christmas. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm the insufferable hipster type person that I tried for a while to say Happy Christmas instead of Merry Christmas. Yeah, when, it, well, when, it, when you do it, it's annoying. <laughs> no, it, it totally, it totally was annoying. I On Doctor Who, it it, it's awesome. <laughs> yeah, because they're actually British. Because they're actually British. Yeah, that's great. Um, instead of pretend british what what should we do with the people that wish us a happy holidays should we um beat them well, over I mean, the head i mean the only the only sensible solution jp is to burn them at the stake the only sensible solution <laughs> like, the, like like the witches they guys, are obviously the only sense cannot the, abide a sorceress no, that is what the it, bible says stop it the only sensible solution is to make a viral video ranting about red cups and flashing your gun around about how you can carry it into Starbucks. That's how you handle people who say happy holidays. That's, that's what we learned yeah. last year, isn't can, it? <laughs> can I can I can I give the definitive statement about happy holidays? Would you please? It is 
the more Christian thing to say than Ooh. to say Merry Christmas. Ooh. Because um, because there are multiple holidays associated with the season. Because mm-hmm. there is, um, I mean, if you want to go all the way to Christ the King, which is the holiday that kind of sets the, the ends Pentecost and be, and then you get Advent, which I didn't know how but then you've got, you've got, you've got Christmas Day coming up, you've mm-hmm. or Christmas Eve, and you got Christmas Day, then you've got the Holy Name of Jesus or the Circumcision of Jesus on January first. Follow, um, not to mention the fact that the day after Christmas is the Feast of Saint Stephen, which we have a friggin' carol for because Good King Wenceslas is actually a Saint Stephen's Miss Car- Carol. By the way, St. St. Stephen's Miss, actual term for the day. Wait, um, Stephen's Miss? There's a Stephen. there's a there's a Stephen's Miss. Stephen's Miss. Just well, there's, like there's the, two there's two misses. I like that. Just Stephen. Like the, they, just like uh, the 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 feast of St. Michael the Archangel is known as um, Michaelmas. <laughs> oh. Wow. Yeah. I, wow. You're kind of blowing my mind with information tonight. You're right. There should there should be happy holidays. There's there's more than one holiday. And then you have Epiphany. You have Epiphany on 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 January six. So. You've got like this whole range of Christian holidays. And so by only focusing on Christmas, you are diminishing the wide variety of Christian celebrations. And so when I say happy holidays to you, I am wanting you to have all the Christian holidays and I want them to be happy. Can we close with the uh, David Bowie Bing Crosby video? Oh, yes. Love it. (laughs) Love it. Post the video on the page. What about... um, Of course, Wham's Last Christmas. And then Will Ferrell and... That, by the way... The the David Bowie one is the Christmas equivalent of Thriller, JP, because it's creepy <laughs> as crap. <laughs> it's kind of, and then Will Ferrell and John C. Riley did it like a, a scene for scene remake of it. <laughs> Post the original one to our page though with this bit with this. <laughs> yeah, there's 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 so much great stuff at Christmas time. You know, it really is. I love Christmas. I, I you do. know, uh, let's let's end on this note. So many people are so cynical around this time of year and complaining about the the, the, spend, the overspending of money, the commercialization, the stress, the, the, and all that kind of stuff. And here's the thing. Nobody is holding a gun to your head and making you do any of those things. That is all up to you. What you put into this season is on you. If you want to stress yourself out, stress yourself out. But own it. Own the fact that that's what you're doing to yourself. Now, as a pastor, I'm going to tell you, calm down. Be, take it easy. Enjoy the season of Advent. It's a, it's a time of stillness and quiet and reflection, and it's a beautiful it's a beautiful uh, countermeasure um, to to the commercialization of of this time of year. But you know what? The trees are full of Christmas lights. My son, by the way, Charlie, my two year old son, refers to them as light trees. He <laughs> is convinced that these are trees that actually bloom with light. And this is the time of year where they bloom with light. That is beautiful. That is a beautiful, innocent thing. And we should all celebrate that kind of thing this time of year and not worry about the color of the cups, not worry about um, um, what people say to us. Just get over ourselves and just let ourselves be happy. Totally. never ever play that awful Mariah Carey song ever, <laughs> ever again. I, I totally agree. We should we should celebrate the beauty of the blooming light trees. Copyright the Browning family, 2016. <laughs> <laughs> just to commercialize that, too. Let's just go for it. <laughs> Can I say, uh, let me say one thing. Um, we were We were at, like, a couple of weeks ago, we were we were sort of and my family and I were um, unsurprisingly um, at the at the 
the the the mecca of commercialization, and that was um, Walt Disney World, the Magic Kingdom, and they already had it decked out I'll for Christmas. I'll be there next weekend, by the way. Thank nice, nice. It was already decked out for Christmas, and you know what? It just brought home just how really incredible this time of year is, and just how beautiful everything is, and I, I love it. I love it. This is this is my favorite time of year, by the way. Look up. Look, if you need to get in the Christmas mood, look up the opening of the, um, I think it was two years ago, the the Walt Disney World Christmas Day Parade um, mm-hmm. of Neil Patrick Harris singing Are You Ready for Christmas. If that doesn't put you in the Christmas mood, I don't know what will. Chuck, uh, for both of you guys, I want to ask you, do you have like a favorite uh, Christmas memory from your past that uh, you just kind of cherish and hold close to your heart? You mean other than playing Captain Josh of the uh, of the Starship um, <laughs> Christmas or whatever it was called? Other than that, um, yeah. yeah, other than that, I mean, naturally, because that's what everybody's holiday experiences are, right? Um, I've got a few. I mean, it's my favorite time of year, and and um, and I've got a few. But I think for some reason, one of the ones that just stands out is that really it's really like a moment, or like it's just a. I there was a period of time where I was really this is weird, but I was really into this Lego series um, that they put out. It was part of the space, you know, Lego. Um, it was called Ice Planet 2001, and it was like this ice themed Lego set, like really cool design, really cool colors. Anyway, that year for Christmas, like I got I got a bunch of them for Christmas, like a few things um, in that series for Christmas, and I don't know, like it just really like. It weirdly, like I think back to that, and I have these very fond memories of playing with ice-themed space vehicles and building them, <laughs> and like it being slightly cool outside in Orlando. And like I don't know, like when I think of when I think of Christmas presents in that time, that's just like a weird thing that I go to in my head. It's weird, but it's yeah. I don't know. That's just that's what comes to mind. Good, Matt. What about you? I think probably the the one that I, the Christmas that I remember the most was the year that uh, the the Super Nintendo, the year it came out. Oh yeah, yeah. And we nice. got one, and my brother flipped out and like running around the house screaming, and we got it on video, and we definitely should have sent it into you know that that old ancient show called America's Funniest Home Videos. <laughs> yeah. um, not whatever if that still exists. I'm not talking about any crap that's still on TV. The old Bob Saget hosted one. <laughs> um, yeah. We should have sent it in because we would have won. Um, yeah, not the yeah, one with that's, Tom Bergeron. That's probably the one I remember the most. But yeah, I, I would I would just say that um, every Christmas kind of blurs together for me, and in a good way because I just in general love um, Christmas Day. I always just I, I don't know. I just always love it. You're always with family. You're always just you know kind of around, hanging out at the house. I love mm-hmm. obviously growing up, and now that I have kids. I obviously I love the whole present part of it because I love watching my kids open their presents from like their grandparents and stuff and watching them get all excited. But what I think I remember the most and really like the most is the end of the night when mm-hmm. everything's winded down and you're just kind of there with your family hanging out. Um, and a lot of times, you know, it's family that you don't get to see regularly necessarily anymore now that everybody's grown up and life is changing, but they all come for the holidays. Um, and I just kind of like it. Uh, I like that. I like the end of the night when everything's starting to get quiet and everybody's just kind of sitting around and there's usually coffee or hot chocolate or something like that involved. And 
all the lights are on and Christmas music is playing and you're probably just talking about who knows what, but that's probably my favorite moment of, of Christmas is that end of the night. That's a good so, time too. It is. Yeah. I, I, I actually have like, we can, and it, I've got, I've got another Christmas memory. that's a little bit better than talking like vaguely about Lego toys. <laughs> um, in 1988, um, in central Florida, we experienced a really serious freeze. Like it got super cold. It actually was really bad for the orange crops, but that year it, it froze. Like the freeze went through Christmas time. And my grandparents were staying um, with with us, and my grandfather, my mom and I lived in this duplex um, off of Hiawassee Road in Orlando, and my grandparents were staying with us. And so what my grandfather and my mom would do this too whenever we would have freezes is he turned on the sprinklers overnight so mm-hmm. that when I woke up the next morning for Christmas, everything was covered in ice. <laughs> wow. So it was kind of oh, like cool. having a, kind of like having like a white Christmas, yeah, in in, in Orlando, Florida. It was really cool. <laughs> I don't know why you made me think of this. I was because I watched the Simpsons marathon. There's an episode where Homer broke off an icicle and, and gave it to Ned Flanders. Like here, I have a have an icicle or I have a popsicle. It's like oh, my favorite flavor, plain. <laughs> um, my most memorable Christmas. And it really is have, I mean, my parents were always great at providing like an amazing Christmas for all of us growing up. And, uh, but there's one that really, really sticks out. And, uh, we used to, we used to go to, uh, Steamboat Springs, Colorado every year when I was a little kid uh, for Christmas, because it, it snowed in Dallas, but it didn't snow, you know, that much. But one year we actually lived in Steamboat Springs, Colorado. What was really great about it was we at the time we lived in like this log cabin um, on top of a hill that overlooked the entire town. It had been snowing and snowing and snowing, and it was really beautiful. And um, my parents had planned for both of my sisters and their significant others at the time to come with them um, to celebrate Christmas. And my mom and I like got to work like maybe at the beginning of November uh, to plan for this great post family Christmas. And we went all out because we were like surrounded by Christmas trees, like literally like Christmas trees that like grew, you know, outside our house. And so there were like lights everywhere. My mom went all went all out with the recipes and the decorations. And it was just like a really magical time. And they were with us for just like a like a couple of weeks. And uh, we went skiing and stuff. And it was just a really magical time because we were all together in this really sort of uh, magical environment that my mom created she's so good at doing and uh yeah it was a good christmas i think (laughs) yeah and you know of course there's there's also like those memorable you know presents and stuff like i remember the christmas i got a a nintendo which was like life-changing oh yeah and then there's the one christmas that uh that really changed my life was the christmas i woke up to um i went to i was first one in the living room to see the presents out and they're all laid out perfectly because that's my parents did it wasn't just presents under a tree they would take them out of the boxes and like decorate the living room with them my first video camera uh yep so that was a good day and i just would never turn the thing off (laughs) (laughs) so that's sort of my path i have have christmas to thank for that and of course my parents so yeah well that was great guys um 
I think that's a good note to end on. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, well, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, Chuck, thank you. Uh, Matt, thank you. You're always welcome. Um, <clears throat> join us next week. Uh, tinsel, what does it taste like? It's, it's it's probably uh it's probably really really high in iron. <laughs> There's always that one kid who ate tinsel in the class, right? Like, did you guys know that kid? Um, <laughs> yes, his <laughs> name was JP. <laughs> hey, we didn't know. Just, well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I I don't know I don't know outright of any kid who ate the tinsel, but I I, I could point out a few that that were likely suspects. Well, uh, this is JP, your moderator, saying. Good journey and happy holidays and Merry Christmas. Happy Christmas. You stole my line. Yes. <laughs>